0: Well, it's good to see you here this morning. I've kind of got an old sinus drainage, so I hope you all can kind of get over this hoarseness. And, uh, <clears throat> but today I just wanted to bring a short message, and uh, I think all of you know we are in the end times. I've entitled my message, Be Ready. And you know, that's exactly what God is telling us to do, to be ready. You know, in, in Revelation uh, chapter 22, verse 7, we are told, Behold, I am coming quickly. So this means Jesus could come back at any moment. So he's telling us to be ready. And uh, throughout the New Testament, we are constantly reminded that the Lord is returning to earth to claim his church and to bring judgment to the ungodly. When I talk about coming back, to claim his church I'm talking about the rapture he is coming back to get his church and when the church leaves something else is going to take place just a little after the church is gone and that's called the tribulation and the ungodly will go through the tribulation the tribulation is going to be a period of seven years And the first three and a half years are not going to be just all that bad. But the last three and a half years, matter of fact, the Bible says if God hadn't shortened the time, there wouldn't be nobody left. So God has really shortened the time of what the tribulation is going to be. He's he's shortened the time of the punishment. But then a little after the tribulation is over, you've got several other events that are going to take place, but one of the very last things that's going to take place is the great white throne judgment. If you have been raptured out here, you don't even have to worry about that at all. You will not stand before Christ at the great white throne judgment. Only those who have never received Christ, who have not believed in Christ, who have accepted the mark of the beast. You know, even the Bible tells us for everybody that accepts the mark of the beast cannot be saved. The Bible tells us that over in the trumpets. Once we accept the mark of the beast, you're saying, God, I'm choosing the Antichrist over you. And God says, That's fine, I'll honor your decision. We won't make it to heaven if if we take the Jews' Antichrist over God. And so the next really should be about the next event on this calendar is God coming back after His church and to get us out of here. You know, Paul wrote to the believers in Thessalonica, he said, in 1 Thessalonians, he said, (coughs) 1 1 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, he says, May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, he says, when Jesus comes back, be right with God. Be right with God. That means you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe in your heart, mind, soul, and spirit that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is the Lord. He died for your sins, and then he rose again, and now he's sitting at the right hand of God in heaven. Whenever we start denying Christ, we can't get to heaven. you are denying Christ. You're denying him as the Son of God. And it says, he who has the Son has life, but he who does not have the Son does not have life. So in other words, if we have never accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, goodbye heaven, hello hell. That's just about what it amounts to. And uh, we have to make sure that we know Jesus Christ. Now there's going to be some people that's going to be saved at the tribulation. But yes, they're going to go through a lot of pain. They're going to go through a lot of hard times. But if they do not accept the mark of the beast, they can be saved. There will be some, quite a few, probably saved in the tribulation. Many people now are saying, hey, I don't even believe in the tribulation. I don't believe it's going to happen. You believe what you want to. God's given you that privilege. But God's also said that, you know, my word stands. He's told us that there's going to be a tribulation. There is going to be a terrible, terrible time that's going to take place on this earth. So what he's doing in the book of Revelation, many people don't even want to go there. They say, oh, I I don't want want to go there. uh, it's It's just too bad to read. No, it's not too bad to read. You know what God's doing? He is warning us and telling us ahead of time what is coming so that we can be ready, so that we can accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and bypass the tribulation. Now, if somebody don't want to know how they can be saved, how they can keep from going through such pain, trouble, and agony, I don't understand that. I want to know what's coming, and I want to know if there's a way that I can avoid going through it. If I can, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to avoid going through that tribulation. I'm not going through the tribulation, and I know that. Because I've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe in all my heart, soul, and spirit that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I've accepted Him as my Lord and Savior. I don't have any doubt about what God's Word says. If God's Word says it, I believe it. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I know that's what God's Word says, but. No, God didn't put a but in there. He said, this is my Word, and this is how it stands. This is final. We have to realize there's not going to be another Bible from God. There may be a Bible from man, because there's people, certain denominations or cults or whatever you want to call it, writes their own Bible. That way they can preach and believe whatever they want to and leave God out of it. That's not going to get them into heaven. It's not going to get them into heaven. They're going to have to believe the Bible, believe the Lord Jesus Christ, believe God, and then do what God's Word says. You know, there was a deal on Facebook to other states that said the Bible is not like Facebook. You do not like or dislike, but you believe what it says because God's got the final choice on it we believe what God has said and uh, that's what kind of that's kind of what Paul says here he says may your whole spirit body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ like I said what in other words he said you better believe and you better be ready because it's gonna happen and so That's the only thing I'm going to tell you is you better be ready. You better accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then Paul told Titus in Titus 2.13, he says, Be looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. He said, Always be looking for the return of our God, for it could be at any moment. You know, there's nothing else that has to happen. Nothing has to take place. Everything's in order right now. Jesus Christ to come back he could come back before we leave this building he could come back before you get home we don't know when he's going to come back and then in first Peter chapter 1 verse 13 it tells us therefore gird up the loins of your mind he says have your mind right with God get into his word know what God is saying have your mind right he says be sober in other words be alert as to what's taking place around you and what's going on, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you. Excuse me, be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Just be ready. There are two things that were on the minds of the early Christians, and it ought to be on our mind. Jesus could return at any moment, and they should always be ready and looking for His return. And this same message Jesus has given us today. Be looking and be ready. Jesus is going to return someday and according to scriptures, his sudden appearance will catch many of us off guard. We won't be ready. God says that he's going to come back and he's going to catch many of us. We're not going to be sober. We're not going to be paying attention. But when he comes back, you know, when he comes back, right now, all the only thing we're doing we're listening for the sound of the trumpet. That's what we're listening for the sound of the trumpet. And when you hear that sound of that trumpet, you better be ready because he is fixing to come onto the scene. And uh, it says that Jesus is going to return someday, according to the scriptures. And I want to look here at what Paul says about the Lord's return. Look at here in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse one through three. He says, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. In other words, he said, I've already told you about this. You know, for you know perfectly that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. As labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. You know, when we refer to the Lord's coming as a thief in the night, that that don't mean anything evil. What it means is that his return will happen at the when we very least expect it. And it will be prepared. And, excuse me, when we very least expect it, and they will not be prepared when it happens. Many people won't be prepared when, when Jesus comes back. They're not even going to know what's going on. Many people today say, oh, I've got plenty of time. I'm not worried about it. I don't even know if he's coming back. You know, many people have said, you know, I've been hearing this and hearing this for I don't know how many years that he's coming back. You know, we have to think about something. God is an eternal God. There in eternity, there is no time. There's no time in eternity. They say, Well, he says he's coming back and he says he's coming back, but where is he? You better be glad a lot of us that he hadn't come back yet. And that's why he hadn't come back. He's still giving all those people that opportunity to say yes to his son Jesus Christ before he comes back. He wants all that will will come to him to come before he comes back. He's given us that opportunity. If he was to come back right now, right now, how many would go with him? You've probably got family, you've got friends, uh, you've got maybe people you've talked to, and they, you know that they don't believe. What we need to be doing right now is our family and our friends, we need to be telling them about Jesus Christ. And I know it is hard for us to witness to family. And they, well, why would that be so hard? Because they know you. They saw you growing up. They knew how you used to be. And now you're telling them about Jesus Christ when we come in the life you live you know I could tell a lot of my family if they were still alive about Jesus Christ and laugh at me they knew what I was like before I knew Jesus Christ and then here I am telling them about Christ Listen, hey remember I know you I've known you so many years I know where you used to be I know what you used to do and that's exactly what I'll say that's right what I used to be and what I used to do. I don't do those things anymore. I'm that new creation in Christ. I'm that new creation. I'm that new being. All those things in my life have passed away. Everything now has become new. He is my Lord. He is my Savior now. Yes, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've done things I wish I never had have done. But you know, and sometimes I have the devil even try to bring that up to me. Hey, Bill, you remember when you used to? I said, that's right, when I used to. I said, I don't do it anymore. The Lord Jesus Christ is my Savior. You've got to be, you take it to him. I've been saved. I've been redeemed. I'm free. And that's what we can tell the devil when he comes against us. Because he's going to come against you. He's going to say, hey. I knew you back then. That's what you need to tell him. Yes, that was back then. But we're talking about now. Satan, you know I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only reason you're bugging me. And it's not going to do you any good because he's my Lord and he's my Savior and I'm going to stick with him. He stuck with me and I'm going to stick with him. So you just get to thinking about that. Yes, sometimes it is hard. To witness to a family, just simply because sometimes, I'll be honest with you, sometimes we're embarrassed about telling somebody what they need to do when we used to not do it. And they'll bring that up to you. I've had it brought up to me, and like I said, I said, yeah, you're right, I agree with you. But that's what I used to do, not anymore. Now I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm going to tell you where I stand now. I'm going to tell you about Jesus Christ. And if you don't listen, you're going to burn in hell. So sometimes you just have to be blunt and tell them what how it is and what it's like. They'll kind of step back and say, whoa, you're serious, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm very serious. So I love you, and I want you in heaven with me. And that's why I'm telling you what I'm telling you. He said, if I didn't care about you, I wouldn't be telling you what I'm telling you. you let that family know the only reason I'm talking to you like I am is because I love you and I want you in heaven I don't want you burning in hell but if you don't change your ways just like if I had to change my ways I know where I'd be going but not anymore I have been assured that my home is heaven and I'm standing on those promises Lord this is what you told me Lord, and you are a God that cannot lie So what you said. I'm standing on it, and it's going to be true. And it will be. God, if he has made us a promise, he will keep it. He will keep the promises he has made us. And... Excuse me. I want to look at what Jesus says here in Matthew 24, in verse 43 through 44. This is Jesus speaking. But know this: that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he he would have watched. He would have been ready, and not allowed his house to be broken into. You know, this makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. If you know when something is going to happen, you're watching for it. If you know that there's a thief coming to break into your house and you're ready, that thief will never get through my door. He'll never get through my window. And I'm going to be ready for him. I'm going to be waiting. And that's what Jesus is saying. If you know the hour or if you know the time, you know I'm coming back, be watchful, be waiting, be looking, And then here in verse 44, it says, Therefore, you must also be ready for the Son of Man. He is coming at an hour you do not expect. We have to be ready now. Because like I said a while ago, he could come back before we ever leave this building. We have to be ready for the moment that he comes back. Because when he comes back, it's going to happen very, Very fast. He says that we will be taken out of here in what? The twinkling of an eye. That's how fast everything's going to happen. What is a twinkling of an eye? A twinkling of an eye is no more in mere mirror than a blink. Can you imagine all that happening just in the twinkling of an eye? That he comes, he gets you, he takes you back to heaven. He, he raises many of those saved Christians out of the grave. And we who are alive will be caught up with them. And we will be on our way to heaven. And on that way to heaven, we'll have well, something else is going to happen. You'll never see death. But what you will see is you're going to get you a brand new glorified body. You're going to have a body just like Jesus Christ after his resurrection. That's the body you're going to have. We're going to have that same body that Jesus Christ had when he arose from the dead and he got his new body. His resurrected body. His glorified body is what the Bible says. And uh, no, we don't know exactly when Jesus is coming back. But we know for a fact, we know for sure he is coming back according to God's word. God's word says he's coming back. And like I said, it could be at any moment, so we better be ready. You know, Jesus told his disciples something. And they were kind of baffled by what Jesus said. They said, Lord, when is this going to happen? Well, in Matthew 24, 36, Jesus tells them, But of that day and that hour, no man knows, not even the angels in heaven, but only my Father who is in heaven. That's kind of it's kind of strange, isn't it? Jesus didn't even know. He said, I don't know. He said, I don't know. Only the Father knows. And do you know that this scripture actually is uh, dealing with the Jewish wedding? A lot of the, a lot of this rapture deals with the Jewish wedding. But when the but but, but when the the groom and the betrothed well betrothed simply when they got engaged well the groom went back to his father's house and the bride stayed they were apart for about a year before they ever come together and uh, the groom went back to the father's house why? he was going to build their house his house and his wife the bride's house he was building it that was his job was to build that house. That was the son's job, was to build the house. Now that son wanted to hurry up and get through with this house so he could go get his bride. But do you realize he couldn't do it? He didn't know when he was going to come back after his bride. Because the father, first of all, had to go look at the house, inspect the house, make sure the house was, was okay for the bride before he would give the son permission to go get the bride. Kind of sounds like what's going to happen in heaven. Jesus is waiting for the father to say, "Okay, son, go get your bride." Well, that's what this—that's that's what the, <coughs> excuse me—that's what the groom had to wait for. Was for the father to inspect the house to see if it was all right, and then he went back to get the bride. This is sort of like the rapture. He went back to get the bride, and the bride didn't know he was coming. He was going to come at an hour that she did not expect. That's what we just talked about. Jesus come back at an hour we did not expect. When the bride come back, it wasn't at the sound of a trumpet like Jesus is, but there was a lot of noise being made. Him and his bride's grooms were coming back. They were beating on pots and pans. They was making a racket. They was letting the bride know we're coming. You be ready. Her and her maids were getting ready because they knew the then that the groom was coming. Well, we're going to hear a trumpet. We're not going to. Jesus isn't going to come back beating on pots and pans. He's going to be the sound of the trumpet. But well, when that father looked at that house, he looked over at his son, kind of smiled, and said, "Son, go get your bride." That's exactly what God's going to do with Jesus Christ. He's going to look at his son and say, Son, go get your bride. And that's the church. He's coming back to get his bride, to take them to the house that he built. For in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will return that you may be where I am also. That's what that scripture means. It's part of the Jewish wedding. A lot of the rapture has to do with the Jewish wedding and what takes place in that wedding. See, we will also be joining in the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're going to, that's, that's going to be a big festival go when we get to heaven. And if we, are, if we are going to that marriage supper, you can make sure that you're going to be in heaven from now on because it all takes place in heaven. You're in heaven when it takes place we will also have the judgment seat of Christ the judgment seat of Christ is nothing to worry about it has nothing to do with your salvation it's it's a judgment seat of the rewards that you're going to receive and that's in heaven so with that judgment seat of Christ you're also in heaven it has nothing to do with your salvation you've already been saved because you're in heaven when all this takes place And it's going to take place. Every bit of it. Everything we've talked about. But I, I just, I just wanted to throw that in there. I didn't even know I was going to do that. I'd, I'd read that here not long ago about uh, about the wedding and Jesus coming back and how he had to wait for the Father to send him back. He said he didn't even know when the Father was going to send him. Jesus here said, "Only the Father knows when I'm coming back." Everything's going to be the right time, the right place. Everything's going to be in order when Jesus Christ comes back for you. Your mansions, your houses, everything's going to be ready in heaven. It's going to be ready. Can you imagine what your house is going to look like? You're going to have the world's greatest carpenter that built them. There'll be no flaws. You know, you know, a lot of times when you build a house and you go in, you start looking around for those little flaws. Uh-oh, that's not right here. Well, this over here needs to be changed. It's, it won't be none of that. It's going to be perfect because Christ built it. He don't make mistakes. It's going to be the most beautiful house you've ever seen. It's going be, you're going to be so happy and so thrilled with that house. Yes, Jesus Christ is coming back. And the only thing we have to do is be ready. And that's having accepted Him as our Lord and Savior. Believing in Him as as God's Son. It's just like I said a while ago. You know, Jesus is, is the one that said this. He said that he who has the Son, in other words, he who has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, has eternal life. If you've rejected Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you do not have life. I hope every one of us in here have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Because it's going to mean everything in the world when Jesus comes back, whether you have or not. It's going to determine where you're going to spend eternity. You know, and the Bible tells us there's only two places, heaven and hell. Well, I've chosen heaven. I don't know about you, but I've chosen heaven. I like that word heaven. I like what I've read about heaven. Heaven's going to be a wonderful, wonderful place. But what I've read about hell, hell's not going to be so good. You know, we we, we study and we read about heaven. No more sorrow, no more sickness, no more pain, no more death. All that's gone. No more tears, only joy because you're going to be in the presence of God all this is not sin, there will be no sin in heaven God will not allow sin in heaven whatsoever can you imagine what it would be like can you imagine what it would be like right here if there was no sin sins has put us where we are right now but there won't be any sin in heaven none whatsoever God will not allow sin to enter into heaven. It won't make it. And that's why we have to have our sins forgiven, so it's gone. That's how we get into heaven. Our faith in Jesus Christ and our sins removed. when God looks at us, He don't see any sin. What does God see when He looks at you? What does God see? He sees righteousness, not yours but his sons. He sees the righteousness of his son. His son traded his righteousness to us for our sin. And, you know, we come out pretty good on that deal, didn't we? God said, Jesus said, listen, I'm going to take your sins, put them on myself, but you know what I'm going to do? When I take your sins, I'm going to give you my righteousness. And then when God looks down at us, he don't see that sin. It's gone. He sees his son's righteousness on us and in us and we're pleasing to God when he sees this you know that's why God couldn't look upon his son on that cross that's when Jesus sat there and said father father why have you forsaken me well, he, why the father had forsaken him the well, sins of the world have been poured out on him and God cannot look upon sin God had to turn his face from his own son for just a few moments God will never do that again it's been taken care of this one time. Jesus went through this one time. He's not coming back to go on the cross again. He's already done it. We have to receive now what he did when he came. He's not going back. He's not going through that pain and that suffering. He's not going to go through the rejection of God again. That happened one time. Well, it never happened again. It never happened. We've got that opportunity right now before Jesus comes back is to say yes to him. To say yes to him. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I'm asking you to come into my heart. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I'm asking for you to cleanse me, Lord. Lord, I want to be in heaven with you. I want eternal life. And that's the only way we're going to get there. But Jesus said, For I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes into the Father but through me. Coming through Jesus means we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We believe in Him, and we believe in Almighty God. And we've made it to heaven. You can you imagine all eternity being in the presence of God? Being in the presence of the angels? Can you imagine what it's going to be, set, what it's going to be like to sit there and listen to those angels sing? to worship in heaven. Can you imagine what worship in heaven is going to be like? We have no idea. We say we want to worship. We want to worship. But we really don't know what worship is until we get to heaven. And we see the angels worshiping God. They worshiping day and night. They sing day and night before their Father, before their Lord, their Creator. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be worshiping God and singing praises unto him all through heaven. It's going to be a continuous singing and worship. I just want to ask you a question. I'm going to ask the band if they will to come up here but I'm getting ready to close. I think I've said just about all I need to say to to say what I wanted to say. You know, If Jesus had to come back last night, would you have been ready and would you have gone to heaven? Would you have been ready if he had come back last night? You know, like we said, he's going to come back as a thief in the night. We don't know if he's going to come back at night. We don't know if he's going to come back in the noontime. We don't know if he's going to come back at morning. But it's whenever God says, Son, go get your bride. That's when he's coming back. Can you imagine whenever the father told that bridegroom, Son, go get your bride. It's been a year since he'd seen her. Been a year since he'd been there. I can just almost see him running to go get his bride. It's been a long time since he's seen her. This is going to be one of the joyous times in his life. It's going to be the most joyous time in your life when you see Jesus Christ face to face. When you see him face to face. So let me ask you, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Are you faithfully right now serving him? I want to read a scripture and then I'm closing. This is Matthew 24, verse 45 through 47. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master... Our God made ruler over his household. Men, we should be rulers over our house. It said, to give them food in due season. Take care of your family. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find him doing so. How many of us pray with our family, take care of our family, pray over our family? what we should be doing. Assuredly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. You know, we're going to rule with Jesus Christ. The church is going to rule with Jesus Christ. Jesus is asking, will God find us faithful in serving him at his return? What are we going to be doing when Jesus Christ returns? What are you going to be doing? Do you believe? Do you believe Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Do you believe and know that you have to receive him before you can get into heaven? Well, if you didn't, you do now. Because you've been told. I've said this before and I'm saying it again. When I stand before God, I don't want him to say, Bill, why did you not tell them what they have to do to get into heaven? Uh, Lord, uh, well, I, I don't know. So that's why I always want to be sure I tell you about Jesus Christ and it's only through him you're going to get into heaven. Because I don't want to stand before my father him say Bill why didn't you tell him I don't have to worry about that now I've told you you're gonna have to explain to him why you didn't believe it and why you didn't accept it you can't say I didn't know because you do there's no excuse there's no excuse if you don't know Jesus please Know him today before you leave. You're not guaranteed you're going to get home. You're not guaranteed that you're not having a date with Jesus Christ before you get home. If you do, you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready. So I'm going to ask the band, if they will, to sing and to play. I'm going to be down front. If you just want to have a prayer or if you just like to... Come down to the altar, whatever you want to do. But please, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ, really consider doing that today before you leave. So if y'all would.